The moon is great and all, but I wish it was closer. Close enough that I could see all kinds of detail on its surface without a telescope or a pair of binoculars. Close enough that I could just reach up and grab enough cheese for a lifetime of grilled cheese sandwiches. Sure, there'd be all kinds of horrible problems with having the moon that much closer, intense tides, a total lack of good dark nights for stargazing, and something else. Oh right, the total destruction of life on Earth. On second thought, we could stay right where it is. Thank you very much. The Earth's moon is located an average distance of 384,400 kilometers away. And I say average because the moon actually falls in elliptical orbit. At its closest point, it's only 360,600 kilometers. And at its furthest point, it's 405,400 kilometers. Still, that's so far that it takes light a little over a second to reach the moon, traveling almost 300,000 kilometers per second. The moon is far. But what if the moon was much closer. How close could it get and still be the moon? Now, once again, I need to remind you that this is purely theoretical. The moon isn't getting any closer to us. In fact, it's getting further. The moon is slowly drifting away from us at a distance of almost four centimeters per year. Now, let's go back to the beginning when the young Earth collided with a Mars-sized planet billions of years ago. This catastrophic encounter completely resurfaced planet Earth and kicked up a massive amount of debris into orbit. Well, uh, a moon's worth of debris, which collected together by mutual gravity into the roughly spherical moon we recognize today. Now, shortly after its formation, the moon was much closer. The Earth was spinning more rapidly. A day on Earth was only six hours long, and the moon took just 17 days to orbit the Earth. Those were the good old days. The Earth's gravity stopped the moon's relative rotation, and the moon's gravity has been slowing the Earth's rotation. To maintain the overall angular momentum of the system, the moon has been drifting away to compensate. This conservation of momentum is very important because it works both ways. As long as a moon takes longer than a day to orbit its planet, you're going to see the same effect. The planet's rotation slows, and the moon drifts further to compensate. But if you have a scenario where the moon orbits faster than the planet rotates, then you have the exact opposite situation. The moon makes the planet rotate more quickly, and it drifts closer to compensate. This can't end well. So once you get close enough, gravity becomes a harsh mistress. There's a point in all gravitational interactions called the Roche limit. And this is the point at which an object held together by gravity, like the moon, gets close enough to another celestial body that it gets torn apart. The exact point depends on the mass, size, and density of the two objects. So for example, the Roche limit between Earth and the Moon is about 9,500 kilometers, assuming the Moon is a solid ball. In other words, if the Moon gets within 9,500 kilometers or so of the Earth, the gravity of the Earth overwhelms the gravity holding the Moon together. The Moon would be torn apart and turned into a ring. And then the pieces of the ring would continue to orbit the Earth until they all came crashing down. And when that happened, it would be a series of very bad days for anyone living on Earth. If an average comet got within about 18,000 kilometers of Earth, it would get torn to pieces. While the Sun can and does tear comets from about 1.3 million kilometers away. Now, it sounds purely theoretical, but this is actually going to happen over at Mars. The largest moon, Phobos, orbits more quickly than the Martian day, which means it's drifting closer and closer to the planet. In a few million years, it'll cross the Roche limit 
tear into a ring and then all the pieces of the former Phobos will crash down onto Mars. And we did a whole episode on this and we'll link it up here and in the description. Now you may be wondering, wait a second, I'm a separate object from the Earth. Why don't I get torn apart since I'm definitely within the Earth's Roche limit? You do have gravity holding you together, but it's insignificant compared to the chemical bonds holding you together. This is why physicists consider gravity to actually be a pretty weak force compared to all the other forces of the universe. You need to go somewhere with really intense gravity, like a black hole, for the Roche limit to overcome the forces holding you together. So that's it. Bring the moon within 9,500 kilometers or so, and it would no longer be a moon. It would be torn apart into a ring, a halo ring, if you will, capable of wiping out all life on a planet infected by the flood. All the moons we see in the solar system are at least the Roche limit or beyond. Otherwise, they would have broken up long ago and probably dead. Another episode, another mystery solved. Give me some more topics you'd like me to explain, and I'll get cracking. In our next episode, we wonder when the supermassive black hole at the heart of the Milky Way is going to gobble up our entire galaxy. Here's hoping the answer is never. Oh, and make sure you stick around for the blooper. Thanks for watching, and double thanks to all the patrons who support us in what we're doing, writing articles, creating videos, hosting podcasts, and helping you understand the universe around us. There's now 558 amazing patrons working with us, funding the work that we do on Universe Today. They get to see our videos ahead of time, hang out with me and the team, see unreleased material, and I'll remove all the ads on Universe Today for you. We'd like to thank Matthew Andralowitz, J-Kid, Stephen Austin, and the rest of the members who support us in making great space and strong new content. When you're in the action, go to patreon.com slash universe today. And whenever you're ready. Okay. Did I, I said a, ooh. Oh. Kind of amateur Is leaves his, phone? <laughs> yeah, kind of amateur leaves his phone speaker going.